Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Ralph Goodman and directed by Max Hutto. Here's something of interest to you baseball fans before our story gets underway. Say, McGee, the roving Wildcats called a little while ago. They expect you out at the baseball diamond promptly at 11. Oh, my gosh, Molly, thanks for reminding me. I almost forgot I'm supposed to umpire their game tomorrow. Sounds interesting, but maybe you ought to explain it to me. I'll do better than that, kiddo. I'll give you a copy of Prudential's new free book, Baseball for Boys. You're giving me baseball for boys? Sure, that's the beauty of this great little book. It gives us grown-ups more knowledge of our national sport, and it helps the kids play a better game. You mean it's something the whole family will enjoy? You betcha, Molly, but mostly it's for kids. Uh-huh. So, folks, if you have a future big leaguer in your family, get him a copy of Baseball for Boys. Stars like Ed Matthews, Robin Roberts, Duke Snyder, Harvey Keene give the real dugout dope on hitting and fielding. And there are big, clear pictures to illustrate all the important points. For your free copy, Hot from the Dugout, write your name and address on a postcard along with the words, Baseball for Boys, and send it to Fibber McGee and Molly, Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. That's Box 1212, Newark, New Jersey. Or ask your Prudential agent. The average householder's average day is made up of little things, little unimportant everyday occurrences. For instance, Mrs. McGee walks through the living room at 79 Wistful Vista with a determined look, and her husband says, Where are you going with that fly swatter, kiddo? Oh, there's a darn annoying fly in here somewhere. I've been hearing it all morning. Shh. There it is. Yeah, sounds like a big one. Horse fly, maybe. Well, you just sit right there. As soon as it lights, I'll get Oh, let me do it, Tootsie. That kind of work is not for women. Let a man take over. Oh, don't be silly. I've killed lots of flies. There it goes. It's trapped in the window. Yeah, give me the fly swatter. I'll handle that, baby. Never miss McGee, they used to call me. Or, during the picnic months of July and August, one shot McGee. Because once I got on the trail of a fly... Oh, good heavens. What's the matter? Look, it isn't a horse fly at all. It's a bee. Huh? See it on the windowpane? It's all yellow with stripes around it. Ooh, does he look mean. Yeah. Well, well, here's your swatter back. You just go ahead with what you're doing, Tootsie. Don't let me bother you. I got a lot of work to do. No, not me, McGee. You come back here. Look out, he's coming toward you. Uh, Where? Where? Where is he? Quick, get him off of me. Oh, McGee, stop being so dramatic. All he did was fly past you. There he is in the front window again. Well, doggone it, I don't like bees. I never did like them. In fact, I'll tell you a little secret. I'm scared of bees. No, I'd never have guessed that. Well... Now I'll tell you a little secret. So am I. Hey, I got an idea what to do. What are you doing? Opening the front door. There. We'll get him out. Look, you take a newspaper and just stir him up a little and sort of chase him this way, okay? What are you going to do? I'm going to wait in the den. Call me when he leaves and I'll close the door after... Look out! Here he comes again. Oh, my gosh! Get away from me! Shoo! Get away. No, don't run that way. Lead him out the door. Uh, out the front door, well, quick. Where is he? Where is he? Don't let him get at me. Look out. Hey. Whew. Safe at last. Or I am at least. 
McGee must be too, because I'd have heard a scream by this time if that bee had connected. Uh-oh. Yes, dearie? You can come back in now if you want. I can't. He's still buzzing around over by the front door. Look, I'm going to run down to Kramer's drugstore and get some cigars. Okay. Look out, he's right behind you. No, behind you. Use your handkerchief. Swat him with it. While you're out, get me a dozen eggs and a loaf of bread, will you? We're all out. And take the bee with you. Run, McGee, run. Bread and eggs, don't forget. It's me, kiddo. I'm back. Good. Here's your eggs and bread. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> What's the matter? What are you chuckling about? I can't help thinking about that stupid bee. You know how I got rid of him? No. How? Well, I just pulled the oldest trick in the world. I raced off the porch to the gate, see, and then stopped real sudden, see, and ducked. And off he went up the street. No. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb bee. Well, if man ain't got the brains to outsmart a little insect, what are our heads so much bigger for? That's what I always say. That's a good question. Now, if you'll follow me, hmm? what is that in the window? That dumb thing with the tiny head. Oh, no. How'd he get back in? <laughs> well, after you left, a brush salesman rang the bell. And it looks like our little-headed friend there sneaked in between the no thanks, we don't need any, and hmm. get your foot out of the door before I call my husband. Well, I gotta run back to Kramer's anyway. I forgot to get matches. Let me pull down my hat brim and turn up my coat collar. And here we go again. There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. What do Viceroy's do for you that no other filter tip can do? Do for me? Do for me? Yes, ladies and gentlemen. What do Viceroy's do for all smokers that no other filter tip can do? Here's the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. You said it. These Viceroys taste even better than cigarettes without filters. And it's so nice not to get annoying bits of tobacco in my mouth or purse. Next time you hear the question, what do Viceroys do for you that no other filter tip can do? You know the answer. Only Viceroy gives you 20,000 filter traps in every filter tip to filter, filter, filter your smoke while the rich, rich flavor comes through. Smoke Viceroy's. Get 20,000 filters. Get richer, smoother flavor. Go on, get out, scat, shoo! Go on, out the door. Is that bee back in here again? Yeah, he's way over there on the lampshade. Oh, this is getting ridiculous. Sure is. Doggone it, I had a chance to swat him a while ago when he was caught in the drapes, but the last time he came in, I, I, I named him. Herman. And now I feel like, well, we're, well, friends. Oh, you feel like you're friends, huh? Sort of. How does the bee feel? I don't know. I haven't been close enough to ask him. reason I call him Herman, though, he kind of resembles a guy I knew in Vaudeville one time. Same pinhead, same fat stomach. That guy used to do his act in a yellow jacket with stripes. That's why he reminded me of Herman. Must be quite a fella. Yeah. Many's the time I got stung by that guy, too. Five bucks here and three bucks there, but... But that's neither here nor there. Come on, let's get rid of this dead red bee. Go right ahead. I'll watch. Come on, Herman. Now, enough is enough. Shoo! Scram! <laughs> 
The door's open. Beat it. Go on out and round up some honey. You want me to report you to the queen? He isn't moving. What's he want in here on such a nice day anyway? Well, I guess you're just irresistible, dearie. That bee just loves you. Bah. Maybe his name isn't Herman. Maybe it's Henrietta or, or Eloise, maybe. I don't care if it's Gino Lola Brigadidi. He's got to go. Are you going to scram, Mr. B? You're going to get out of here? I think he said no. Doggone it, what are we... Hey, look who's coming up the walk. Wally Wimple. Oh, good. He's a great nature lover, bird watcher and everything. Yeah. He'll know what to do. Oh, hello, Mr. Wimple. Do come in. Well, thank you. Ah, Wimp, old boy, old boy, old boy. Come on in. Glad to see you. So nice to see you. Well, it's nice to see you, too. Uh, too. I guess this warm weather has just lifted everyone's spirits. Everybody I've seen today has been so cheery. Oh, except for that one man on the bus. Yeah, well, look, Wimp. Who you pushing, he says, spoke very ungrammatically. Yes, well, Mr. Wimple... I assure you, sir, I said... I had no intention of jostling you as I got on. He must have been at least six feet three. Yeah, but when... But I said if you care to make an issue of it, at the next bus stop, let's step outside, you big baboon, I said. Look, Mr. Wimple. Yeah, it's not that we're not interested in... Let's step outside! The man was six feet three? And you said let's step outside, you big baboon? Yes. I don't let any big bully push me around. Not when Sweetie Face is with me. Oh, <laughs> Sweetie face. Yes, my big old wife. Oh, did that fellow get a surprise? <laughs> but it served him right, really. He never should have said, you keep your big bazoo out of this, lady. Oh, he said that to Mrs. Wimple? Yes, and even that wasn't so bad. But when he said, I wasn't talking to you, madam. This is between me and your son. Wow. <laughs> I can still see the strange startled look on his face as he sailed headfirst out the window, which luckily I opened for him just in time. <laughs> well, now, look, Wimp, there's something we want to ask you. Yes, McGee and I have a problem, and, well, we know you can help us. Oh, I'll be glad to help you. I, I was just saying to Molly, now, Wimp's a bird watcher, a nature lover, I said. Yes, Mr. Wimple, you know all about the birds and bees, don't you? Oh, yes. My mother told... I beg your pardon? You see, Wimp? Hey, there he goes, Molly. Hey, look, he went. Out the door. He's gone. Thank heavens. Oh, boy, what a relief. <laughs> I slammed that door so fast I almost caught his tail in it. Ah, peace at last. Oh. Well, will somebody please tell oh, me... Oh, you don't know what we're talking about, do you, Mr. Wimple? You see, we've had a bee in the house all day. A bee? Oh, well, in that case... Yeah, been giving us a heck of a time, Wimp. You know, they sting like everything, and we kept putting him out... But and he put... kept coming back in again. It's just been murder. I've been as nervous as a cat on a hot bass fiddle. Me too, and am I relieved. Well, if you've already had one of them in the house, then you already know about them, I suppose. Know about them? Yes. I, I forgot all about it. That's what I stopped in to tell you. But if you already know... Know what, Mr. Wimple? What? About that swarm of bees in your backyard. What? Uh, here. See? On the fence, just out the window there. What? Oh, no. Must be at least 5,000 of them. Nasty-looking little yellow fellows. Ooh. Bees have a very interesting life, you know. The colony is divided into workers and drones, and the queen is the one who orders... Oh, this is going to be murder. We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. 
Emphasis on the informal best describes the Dinah Shore and Frank Sinatra shows heard on NBC. Dinah, with her warmth, appeal, and beauty, has a way with a song. Whether the tune is a ballad, one that's torchy, or has a beat, Dinah comes up with her own interpretation in this wonderful quarter-hour music fest. You'll know why the Dinah Shore show has been called tuneful, terrific, when you listen to this program. For musical entertainment at its finest, hear the Dinah Shore show each week on NBC. Keynoting informality, there's Dinah's counterpart, Frank Sinatra, doing a stint on his own program. Frankie blends the sound of his voice with the playing of records, both old and new, and takes a change of pace along the way to stop and chat informally with a number of guests, or to make his own observations on things in general. You'll enjoy these two musical treats, the Dinah Shore Show and the Frank Sinatra Show, heard on NBC. One more reason why NBC leads the rest with the best in radio entertainment. Looks like Herman the Bee is not an only child. You're so disgustingly right. I've heard of triplets and quadruplets and quintuplets, but what do you call 5,000 bees that all look exactly alike? Trouble, kiddo. Plenty of trouble. I called the police department, and they told me what to do first thing in the morning, and old brother do I dread it. What is it? What do they tell you to do? Call City Hall and ask them who's in charge of getting rid of bees. You know what a mess that is when they start passing the buck down there at that City Hall. <laughs> well, we'll see tomorrow. Before we go up to bed, be sure all the windows are closed and locked. That bee's not going to get in here again. Uh-oh, you can lock the windows if you want to, kiddo. I'm going to pull the covers over my head. Good night. Wait for me, McGee. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as Wallace Wimple. Well, what's your guess? Who do you think's going to outsmart who? McGee or the bees? We haven't heard the last of this bee's nest, so this is John Wald reminding you to be with us again tomorrow night for another round of this mighty bat. You'll hear it on this same station. Good night. Join Gildersleeve and all his friends tonight on the NBC Radio Network.